How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is Saeed here, your host, bringing you a new episode. Um, on this episode, I'm going to talk about the embarrassment that was the Los Angeles Clippers um, embarrassing themselves, choking, um, completely fucking disappearing in the end um, of the fourth quarter against the Denver Nuggets and losing in the semifinals uh, against the Nuggets and uh, and talk about how how bad they fucked up and uh, and get into get into where they went wrong um, a little bit so got to talk about talk about what happened uh, last night um, one of the one of the most epic choke jobs in NBA history one of the most embarrassing moments in NBA history by a favorite, a team that was supposed to, you know, be the champion or whatever. So I'm going to have fun with that. I'm going to talk about uh, the disaster that was the Clippers uh, losing again, being the Clippers of old, being who they always are. They are who we thought they were, you know, in the words of uh, Dennis Green. Um, so uh, yeah, so I'm gonna talk about that, and then um, I will preview the the Western Conference Finals. Now that it's all set, Lakers versus Denver Nuggets. I'll talk about that a little bit, and also the Eastern Conference Finals. And and uh, so far, after one game, we had a uh, overtime game yesterday, last night, with the Heat beating the Celtics to go up 1-0 in the series. I think that's gonna be a good series. So um, I'll talk about that a little bit as well. But of course, I gotta start it off with the Clippers. And uh, their choke job last night. So, yeah, this <laughs> let's get into it. It's it's what happens. First thing I want to say: this is exactly what they deserve. This is this is exactly what happens when when you take the process for granted. When you take the process of winning a championship for granted, and the Clippers did that all year long. They were arrogant they were cocky they had this mentality like they already won and it came back to bit him in the ass um they didn't respect the process of of putting the work in to be a championship team they had this uh mentality that they can just turn on flip the switch whenever they want and take over and dominate and at times it did they did show that they had moments um Throughout, you know, the playoffs in the first round and early on in the Denver Nuggets series where you just saw them like kind of flip the switch, be this dominant defensive team at times and completely just kind of take over. But they they didn't have it enough, obviously, because uh, they didn't have the team chemistry. They, they never worked together from the beginning and... Uh, I feel dumb because I, I feel like I should have saw this coming too. I had the Clippers winning the series and and going to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. My last podcast, I was out here talking about how there's going to be Lakers-Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I think at the time, both teams were up 3-1 on my last podcast. And the Clippers made me look like a fool now because I had penciled them in uh, in the Conference Finals as well with the Lakers. And we're, we're going to had this epic matchup, but now they make me look like a dumbass for for predicting them to actually 
win finally and get past the second round for the first time in their franchise history, which is sad that they still have never gone past the second round, which really isn't that hard to do. It, we're not even saying advance to the NBA finals. Just they've never even been to the conference finals ever. That's that's a sad, sad franchise. And and doesn't matter who's on their team, they've they proved that they're still the same old Clippers. So, you know, they may look dumb, but I don't mind that because as a Laker fan, it was hilarious being on Twitter last night, seeing all the comments and all the all the shit talking and just everybody making fun of the Clippers to, uh, together um, on social media. Uh, it was it was very entertaining and and it was it was fun. It was a fun time. So. Even though they make they made me look stupid, I don't mind it because, because uh, it, it led to, it led to a lot of funny moments and and uh, it just makes me proud to be a Laker fan <laughs> and not be a Clipper fan. So, uh, yeah, this this is what they deserve, man. This is exactly what they deserve. They all season long they took they took the process of. You know, they just took it for granted. You have to. This is your first year together as a team. All these motherfuckers acted like they already were, had won, and the only player on that team that had ever won anything is Kawhi Leonard. He's and and he's the quietest person. He's a he doesn't talk, you know. And but you know he he would be the only person that if he did talk, if he did talk shit or. Or if he was boasting and bragging, you know, he can get away with it because at least he had won before. But the rest of that team, you know, Paul George, Pat Beverly, Montrezl Harrell, these guys, you know, Marcus Morris, man, like these guys all acted like they had already won the championship. Like we're a bunch of dogs. We're, you know, we're tough. But when push came to shove, they crumbled under pressure. They choked. They fell apart. They collapsed. All the, you know, all the verbiage you want to spill about them, all the, all the words you want to say about them, they, they filled in, filled in all the blanks about, about, uh, you know, what you can say about them as a team that just couldn't get it done. So, this is exactly what they deserve for acting the way they did, for, for acting like they can just flip a switch whenever they want, and. And it's it's funny because as a Laker fan, I've I've watched enough Laker teams in my life to know what kind of team can flip a switch and just turn it on uh, when it matters. And those type of teams are teams that have been together for a couple years and teams that have won already. I think about the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. They're a perfect example of a team that that uh, could flip the switch whenever they wanted. So think about the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, the three P Lakers. Um, that first year it was tough, right? That first year, that first championship year, um, they they had never won yet. You know, Shaq hadn't hadn't won yet. It was his time. He had been in the league long enough, and he had been a great player long enough for him to win. Um, and, you know, Kobe was young, but you know, Kobe is always he's a black mom, but he's always going to be ready and he's always gonna he, he wants to win every year but you know as a team they they had to win a championship yet right so that first year they were focused from the outset Shaq wins the MVP 
That team has a great regular season. They're not fucking load managing. They're not, you know, taking the process for granted. You know, they they had a coach who no knew what it took to win. Phil Jackson. Shaq has a great regular season. The team has a great regular season. They go 67 and 15. Um, Shaq wins MVP. Uh, Kobe establishes himself that year as a as a, one of the great two-way players in the NBA that season. And then they face adversity. They get to the playoffs um, after a great regular season, but it's still tough. You know, they, they face adversity. They almost lose in seven games to the uh, the Portland Blazers, Trail Blazers. Um, you know, they have that, that epic comeback, that historical comeback, that game seven, down 15 in the fourth quarter, come back and win. Uh, we've all seen the play, uh, the, the Kobe alley-oop to Shaq. Um, that to seal that game play we've seen a million times so they they have to you know they go through this adversity these moments and then you know you get to the finals um, Shaq falling out of game four Kobe with a bum ankle with a with a sprained ankle closing that game out uh, making like three big shots in a row on three different three straight possessions and then you know you they, they win that first championship. Kobe jumping in Shaq's arms, getting that first ring. They they win. They go through it. They go through the adversity, the challenges. They they work their ass off. They win that first ring. And then that second year, 2001, year number two, they're kind of arrogant. They're kind of cocky. They're, they're taking their regular season for granted a little bit. Shaq and Kobe start having their beefs, their problems about sharing the ball. And uh, Kobe, Shaq thinking Kobe's shooting too much. So they have this regular season where, you know, they're not that dominant. They they act like the Clippers did this year, you know, but at least they had won already. They could act that way because they had fucking won, <laughs> you know. They actually did it the year before. So they have this regular season where they kind of cruise. That they, I don't even think they were the number one seed. But then come playoff time, they knew, they knew what time it was. They knew how to get it done. They did it the year before. And then 2001 playoffs, you know, that was one of the most dominant playoff teams ever you know uh, just I think that 2001 Lakers and that the 20 was the 2017 Warriors that went like 16 and 1 uh 2017 or 2018 one of those Warriors teams with Kevin Durant uh that went that had that dominant playoff run too I think those the all one Lakers and that that Warriors team uh were the two most dominant playoff teams and you see the Lakers you know flip the switch go 15 and 1 dominate you know they lose one game to to ai who just takes over game one of the finals but then the lakers sweep the rest of the series and that's a team that was able to flip the switch because they did have mentally tough players they weren't just talkers they weren't just they, they really had guys that had been there and done that and knew how to back it up unlike these clippers who who for whatever fucking reason you know acted like they they knew how to win already when they never did. And it goes to show this team was a fraud team, was a flawed team from the very beginning. And they had a bunch of a bunch of talkers, a bunch of guys that with a bunch of bark but no bite. And this is what happens when when you load manage. I'm looking at you, Kawhi, and I'm still a fan of Kawhi. You know, I'm st- I still like Kawhi, um, even though he went to the Clippers just because I like his work ethic, he's, he, and I like, you know, I, he's from my area. He's from my hometown, so I'm going to be a fan of Kawhi. 
and he's won before and he knows how to get it done he's been there and done that so i'm giving Kawhi a little bit of the benefit of the doubt but i'm still looking at him like you can't be taking so many games off man and expect to win expect to have that chemistry come playoff time when your your teammates don't even know how to play with you yet don't even get me started on paul george paul george is he has been this guy for years now he's he's shown in the playoffs he just he chokes he can't get it done he's not a closer he's not he's not this you know he's not this superstar yeah he's an he's an all-star he's an all-star player of course but he's not this guy that you can rely on to get you a big bucket um you know pandemic p that's that's what he was pandemic p and he and he's out here talking shit to damian Lillard and cj mccollum and look what happened you know and it was hilarious, man, seeing Damian Lillard and McCollum on Twitter last night, too, talking shit and, and making fun of the Clippers. Um, you know, Paul George, he he just doesn't have it. He's not that guy. He just isn't, man. He doesn't have that. He's not about that life, that, that championship life of just getting it done. He doesn't have that mentality. Um, and then, you know, the rest of that team, you know, a lot of guys that, that's the thing about the Clippers. They they made this big deal about where you have a lot of dogs on our team. We have a lot of tough guys. But, yeah, these guys are, are tough guys, but they're not mentally tough. And there's a difference, you know. You can be physically tough all you want. You can be like Marcus Morris and, and you know, elbow people and, you know, fucking play dirty at times. You can be like Pat Beverly and always talking shit and, always barking on the court, getting under people's skin. But that doesn't mean you're tough enough to win a championship. You don't have that mental toughness. And there's a difference. You know, there's a difference between being a physically tough player and a mentally tough player. Now, you can be both, of course, but the the Clippers just have a bunch of physically tough guys that acted like they they were mentally tough enough to win a championship and they weren't. And... Uh, that's that's the problem they had. Uh, they got, they're a front running team. They they when they got out when they were out and had a big lead and they talked a lot of shit. But as soon as they they um, they were down, they didn't know how, how to respond to that. They couldn't get punched in the face and and come back. And they just totally collapsed in the fourth. All of those guys were scared. All of them. All of those guys. For all the shit they talked, they were all scared in the fourth quarter. Fucking Paul George is hitting the side of the backboard on a wide open three. When you're fucking hitting the side, the corner of the backboard on a wide open three, that that no, that just shows me you're fucking scared of the moment. You're you're choking. It's not like, you know. So if you're if you're still being aggressive and you're and you're you're shooting the ball and they're they're just not going going in, then that's uh that's that's different that's just you're having a bad game that's kind of how i felt about Kawhi. like Kawhi was just i felt like he was pressing um but he you know uh, well Kawhi, i didn't really have the same feeling as like what par george you know Kawhi, i don't think was scared or anything i just think Kawhi had a bad game and, and was pressing a lot um and he kind of cracked into that pressure of of kind of being the favorite uh, so one thing I'll say about Kawhi, uh, I don't think he really choked, but this is the first time in his career where he was actually playing as a favorite. And there's a big difference between playing as a favorite and playing as an underdog. Because when you're the underdog, 
there's no pressure on you. You know, if you win, it's a great story. You know, you won. But if you lose, nobody's going to talk shit about you. Nobody's really going to um, look at you in a bad way. And uh, with Kawhi Leonard, this is the first time in his career where people are looking at him and calling him a choker or, or saying you didn't live up to the to the moment uh, where people are talking shit. The other, even though Kawhi Leonard has two championships already, um, the other two championships, it wasn't the same circumstance. You know, that first year, of course, with the Spurs, the first ring he won with the Spurs, he was an underdog. He was like the fourth best player on that team, or the fourth option on that team anyways. Um, nobody expected him to win that finals MVP. Uh, the, the Spurs weren't the favorite in that series that he were. So he was playing with house money, you know. He had a great series. He won Finals MVP. The Spurs won, but you know it wasn't that there was like any pressure on Kawhi Leonard at that time. And then um, that even last year with the Raptors, even though he was like the superstar of the team, the Raptors weren't expected to win the the championship last year. They weren't expected to win. Um, so so there was really no pressure on Kawhi last year, and he had a great playoff run. He, he was amazing last year in the playoffs, but when you're not playing with the same expectations as as a, as a, a team that's had that those championship or bus expectations then it's different so it's a different level of pressure when you're the favorite you have to deliver <coughs> and then Kawhi just didn't this year this time around as a and we'll see what happens but I think Kawhi has to he just has to become a more of a a, a better leader um he can't just kind of show up and and play and and not, and they also expect everybody else to be on the same page because they weren't, and that's what the Clippers need. So, um, yeah. The, then the last the last person I got to bring up is Doc Rivers. Um, Doc Rivers. We got to start looking at him and, and and ask these questions now. If he's a guy, he's he's definitely on the hot seat now. Um, he, you know, this is. He's the only coach now in NBA history to blow three, three-one leads in the playoffs. So, and I, with Doc, it's I I personally have always thought he was a little overrated. Um, he's won one championship, and he won that one ring in OE with the Celtics, and you know that team was stacked. It had three future Hall of Famers on it, so we give him all this credit for winning one championship with a team that he was kind of supposed to win with. Um, and we gave him, he won that, that, that ring and we gave him all this respect. Like he was Greg Popovich or Phil Jackson. <clears throat> and he, he just, ever since then, especially he's, he hasn't kind of lived up to, to um, the hype. He hasn't been that guy. And he, for whatever reason, we keep thinking of Doc Rivers as his all-time great coach. Um, but, you know, you go back now uh, to the, all the players he's had in, uh, with the Clippers, and he hasn't been able, to, been able to get out of the second round. He's had Chris Paul. He's had Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. The Lob City era couldn't, uh, era couldn't get it done. Can never get out of the second round. And now Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Uh, Lou Will, you know, Harold, this stack team, and they can't get out of the second round. So with with Doc, um, I just feel like if if you've blown that many 3-1 leads in the playoffs, 
you're not a coach that's making the right adjustments because that's what the playoffs playoff coaching is all about making the right adjustments you know you're the team tries something that works you you know the next game you have to come back and it was a, some uh, and the strategy to to um counter counter that right and and uh, you know if you go up 3-1 in a, in a in a series it's be, you know your your team's good enough to win but if you blow a 3-1 lead it's because i think you know as a coach especially you're not putting your team in the in the best position to win to close out a series cuz you're not making adjustments they can never figure out jokic and and they never tried to like they never you know you saw how the nuggets the nuggets just kept kept coming back and winning these games and and doc never really tried anything new fuck it man at least put joe kim noah in the game try something you know what i mean you're doing the same thing or you're just doubling him you're not really doing anything and with doc i just don't feel like he he's he's a coach that can make can make kind of uh, in-game adjustments as well as some other coaches or from even not even in-game from game to game in the playoffs as well as other coaches and i just think he's always been a little overrated so we'll see what happens with doc um he's definitely on the hot seat and uh yeah it's it was it was it was great it was hilarious to to see the, all the reactions i mean you know, again, I pre- I thought they were going to be in the Western Conference Finals. I that was my prediction, and they didn't <laughs> they didn't live up to it. Uh, and that's you know all that talk about about the Clippers being better than the Lakers and this and that, and how is their city now? Fuck that! All that shit away um, until the Clippers actually win something. They're never going to be, you can't be talking about them in the same sentence as the Lakers. So it's always going to be a Laker city. It's always, it's always going to be a Laker, you know, Lakers are always going to be number one in LA. Of course, even the Clippers ever do win this, it's definitely always going to be a Laker city, but it, it was just funny to see all the billboards in LA about the Clippers and their slogans about like, we're not about spotlights or well, they're like street lights, not spotlights. Like we're this tough, gritty, gritty team, and and <laughs> look at you guys now, right? So, but yeah, that's my that's my uh, rant about the Clippers. Um, now, yeah, let's let's move it on. Now, let's preview the Lakers and Nuggets. Um, I'm just gonna give my initial thoughts because I haven't really thought about the matchups as much or anything like that so far, but. Um, it, you know, I think I do think the Nuggets have a good shot. I mean, I think I mean I hope the Lakers win as a Laker fan, but I also I'm not just thinking with my my uh, heart here. You know, all indications as a basketball fan and just watching these two teams, the Lakers are the better team, and they I think they match up a lot better with the Nuggets than the Clippers did uh, because of the bodies they can throw at Jokic. Um, the Clippers' biggest flaw was they never got another big that can, you know, another big man to defend. And that's what I always felt like. I always felt like even if they did face the Lakers, that they were going to have a tough time because, you know, you're, they were relying on Zubak to, to be their, their big. And uh, and with the Lakers, 
I know you saw how Jokic just dominated the Clippers. Uh, the Lakers can throw Dwight Howard at Jokic, JaVale McGee. Um, and of course, even like LeBron, you know, even like LeBron, even, even though he's not as tall as those guys and as he's not as tall as Jokic, he has the strength and physicality to, to I think, still guard him. Um, so, the, <clears throat> so the Lakers can defend Jokic better, throw more bodies at him. Um, yeah, you see, uh, with Jamal Murray and 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 Gary Harris and them, you know, you know, Jamal is the other guy we have to watch out for. But after after seeing how the Lakers played James Harden and Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, I'm not too worried about Jamal Murray. I think Murray will still have some some big games, but I mean, I don't, I just don't think he's gonna kind of take over like that so yeah the Lakers defense is clicking on all cylinders I expect that to continue I could see them losing game one just like they lost game one's the last two rounds because you know they've been off for a week so I could see the Lakers kind of like what happened with Houston and uh, Portland where they just maybe are cold game one they're, they're not ready to go and they, they lose uh they lose game one because uh, you know the Nuggets are just hot off hot off a series win, and the Lakers haven't played in a while. But overall, I mean, I, I see the series maybe going six games. Lakers taking it in six. LeBron's gonna be LeBron. AD, I think AD is gonna do his uh, his best to kind of tire Jokic out as much as possible. I think that's a good strategy there, so they can wear him out on the. Wear him out on the defensive end, attack him on the defensive end, so he doesn't have as much left offensively. Um, <clears throat> you know, the rest of you know the, the supporting cast. I do like Denver's supporting cast a little bit more than the Lakers, but I just like the Lakers' top two guys, the LeBron and AD, so much more than Jokic and Murray. Um, and uh, I, I actually think the Lakers will will win this series. Uh, I'll say I'll say in six games. I'll give the Nuggets one more win than the rocket so um yeah i think it'll be an entertaining series we'll see how it goes but i got the lakers winning it and then in the east with the heat and the um the celtics it's gonna be a good series i think the heat will win i'm gonna go with the heat and i want to say six games I just think the Heat have a bunch of nothing. They're uh, kind of going back to the Clippers. The Heat actually do have dogs. They don't have fake dogs or whatever or stuffed animal dogs. I don't know what you want. You know, they 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 have real mentally tough guys. The the Heat do, and and with Jimmy Butler and nobody scared on that team. They just have a bunch of guys that are are, uh, are, are just ready and just ready to. To go and take big shots and hit big shots and and they're and they're not gonna back down. So uh, I mean, it's gonna be a good series. That Celtics, Celtics, I think uh, will make it tough. But uh, I like this Heat team. I really do. I really like this Heat team. I think they they beat the Celtics in six, maybe go seven. But I just think they they're they're a tough team and they're gonna they're gonna be the the team that gets to the finals. So. Um, they're up 1-0 already. Um, 
Uh, I think most of these games are going to be close. I don't really see any blowouts in that Celtics Heat Heat series because of the type of teams both both of those teams are. So, uh, um, well, yeah, it should be both series. I feel will be entertaining. Um, then we'll we'll see what we have for the NBA Finals. We'll, I'll preview that when when we get there. So uh, that's this episode for today. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it, Lakers, Lakers, Nuggets, Western Conference Finals, ready to go. Um, and <laughs> Clippers, man, just just shut up, shut up from now on until you to actually start start winning something. So that's all I got to say about that. Peace. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Uh-huh.